Welcome to Mile High Magazine with your hosts, Adam Morgan, Murphy Houston, and Melissa Moore. Mile High Magazine takes a look at the issues and people shaping Colorado, presented by the Public Affairs Department of Bonneville, Denver. Now, here's your host, Melissa Moore. Hi, it's Melissa Moore. Thank you so much for joining me for Mile High Magazine on this Sunday. Excited to talk with David, is it Sevic? Sevic. Sevic, I got it right. Vice President of Marketing and Development for Firefly Autism. Good morning. Thank you. Uh, Good morning. Glad to be here. Well, happy to have you here. Autism, obviously, very near and dear to my heart, having a daughter on the spectrum. Um, Tell me a little bit, because I really wasn't that aware of Firefly Autism and what you do. Firefly Autism is a uh, an, an ABA Applied Behavior Analysis Treatment Center uh, that helps kids uh, on the spectrum as well as their families. Um, we have grown quite a bit. Um, we started in 2003, so in the 16 years that we've been in existence, we've become Colorado's leading treatment center uh, for ABA therapy, um, and we've treated uh, more than 10,000 inv- individuals uh, during that time. So we're pretty proud of our track record. Uh, we've also grown to become one of the uh, uh, most respected treatment centers of its kind in the nation. All that, you know, th- those are great accolades and whatnot, but basically the and bolts of it is what we do is we transform kids lives and help them mm-hmm. develop the skills that they're going to need to engage to understand and interact with the world around them which is a world that they don't always understand absolutely now having a daughter on the spectrum i'm aware of what aba means uh, but for everybody else Explain what it is. It's an evidence-based therapeutic protocol. Um, it's becoming more widely used. And basically, if I'll give an example. What, what our therapists, who, by the way, are the most incredible team of individuals I've ever encountered in my life, and I could never do what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, they, are, they are dedicated and they are talented. But uh, so our therapists, will, uh, you'll see them often carrying around uh, iPads. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it is, there's just data entry um, every five minutes or less on a client's progress or lack thereof. So if there's a task that a client is on, for example, um, and they're trying to affect the behavior um, of that client, they will input the progress of the various tactics they're, uh, input, they're, they're attempting on the overall strategy right. to see if that is having uh, an, a positive effect. Mm-hmm. And they'll alter it um, as, they, as they go on. At the end of the day, they can look and track the date by the data um, on how that, how that client is doing. And it's, uh, so, so it's very scientifically based, very evidence-based, but it works. And that's the thing that fascinated me the most is when I first started at Firefly was learning um, about the science of ABA um, versus other therapeutic protocols. But I, I understand now why it's become so, so much more widely used and accepted uh, because it does work. And I remember years ago when it was still kind of in that trial and error yeah. stage. Wasn't that long ago? It really wasn't that long ago. So many insurance companies wouldn't cover it. Boy, is that the truth? When when that that happened as recently as three and four years ago. That's right. We will still occasionally encounter an insurance company that will not cover ABA or we'll we'll have to fight for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and I, you know I understand that. And this isn't you know I don't want to bash any of the insurance companies by any means. We're we're grateful for what they do, but uh, we understand that. But they have to understand also that uh, especially with a a, a, a therapeutic situation involving uh, a disorder like autism, um, things change rapidly. Right. And we discover new treatments and we discover new methods that are working. Um, and uh, and they, they've got to keep up. And uh, families are depending on that. And that's really what it matters. Right. And I'm glad and I'm thrilled to see that, yes, we're finally covering Absolutely. this. And most insurance programs are. Um, is there an age for ABA where it's effective versus not 
not effective. I've always heard the earlier the better. Well, and, and no, it is the earlier the better, and I'll get to that in a second. ABA actually works across the spectrum as far as ages. Um, in fact, it works for behaviors. Our, our team of therapists is very careful to point this out. It works for behaviors not related to autism. Um, mm-hmm. our, some of our clinicians will joke about how they use ABA therapy on us, to on the administration, to, to, to get us to, to change our behaviors and, then, and go more toward the clinical side. Absolutely, trial. yeah. Um, so we get a kick out of that. But uh, back to your, your point about the early uh, early intervention is critical. Um, the earlier the diagnosis uh, is, is the better because we're able to get the child in there um, and get treatment started. And the reason for that is because on um, the developmental years between mm-hmm. birth um, and uh, age six, basically, the brain is still malleable um, and you're able to create uh, is new neural pathways, if you right. will, um, that can bypass some of the affected areas. Um, the problem is that we're not sure. Uh, definitively what the affected areas are. We're still learning as we go. Um, but early intervention does have dramatic uh, uh, increase in benefits and, uh, and in, uh, improved uh, effects over uh, waiting a longer period of time. We have several programs at Firefly. Um, our early childhood intervention program is our, our most critical program and is our largest um, in the sense of, uh, of the number of kids that are trying to get into that program. Parents understand that having an early diagnosis is critical. Um, and they understand why, that uh, during those developmental years, it's imperative right. to get the treatment started right away. But for the kids that can't, uh, we also have a, uh, a school-age program uh, that is divided into two programs. One is a primary, elementary-level kids up to mm-hmm. about age uh, 12. And then uh, secondary program, which is uh, junior high and high school-age kids. Um, and we're working with those kids with slightly different goals um, because they either did not have access to a program like Firefly early on in um, or they did, and their function level was a little bit lower. So mm-hmm. we're, the goals there are certainly different, but uh, but we're still working with those kids and getting them uh, to the highest potential they, they possibly can be, and that's the beauty of what Firefly does. I love it. And when I was looking at your website, it also said you do uh, in-treatment programs, you have social groups, yeah. you have, I mean, it's not just the ABA that we've been talking about, no. that you really, um, do you also go into schools we and do. work with we, the kids? We do. We um, Our home-based uh, services program, um, also is a community-based outreach program. So okay. we, will, we will go into the homes of clients, um, and that is our largest program by far because of the number of clients that we serve. Um, but we will go into the homes of clients and, and work with them in their home environment. There are actually advantages to that uh, mm-hmm. in many ways over a therapeutic environment in the clinic, um, and that is because you're, you're dealing with the child or the individual in the environment in which they live. So you're bound to get uh, a, a different response and usually a better response mm-hmm. um, because that's their, their comfortable native environment. Um, we do go, we, we partner with school districts. In fact, on any given day in the morning, on a weekday, uh, if you drive by Firefly at about 845 to 9 o'clock, you'll see school buses from Jefferson County, from Douglas County, from uh, all, all over the metro area. Um, and so we partner with uh, about 12 school districts right now that we're partnering with um, that uh, they have programs in place um, to help treat or deal with the students that reside within the district that have autism, usually medium to high functioning, um, but they're not prepared staff-wise. Um, they don't have the paraprofessionals in place or the training in place, so we'll do one of two things. We will, uh, we'll take their kids um, and give them the treatment they need in the interim, mm-hmm. um, and uh, also we'll help train the staff. Um, and a Cherry Creek has a program that is uh, probably the, one of the most exemplary um, programs I've ever seen um, as far as an in-school program where there's just it's, it's top-notch. And it's a great model for other districts to follow. And we're getting there. Mm-hmm. For the districts that are not at that level yet, we'll partner with them and we'll help them along. They definitely need the help. My daughter was in Minnesota when she was diagnosed. We also lived in Nashville, outside of Nashville in Brentwood, Tennessee. And they both had really strong programs. And I think I thought because Colorado was so progressive in so many areas that the autism programs would be just as progressive. And the training for a lot of schools... 
and there are people out there who get training on their own and that pair professionals working hard and you know who you are, but there's a lot of teachers and training that needs to be done still. It's there's so a lot true. of gaps. It's so true. Um, you know, I, I, my, my hat's off to another one of our school district partners, Jefferson County, um, that has a wonderful program. Um, and, uh, and, and the, uh, the partnering that we have with them, um, works, uh, advantageously both ways. Um, but that's, uh, that's another model program. Um, it's a little bit different than Cherry Creek, but, it, but it works. And the point is that they are addressing the needs mm-hmm. of the students that reside within the district. Um, and other districts need to do that. That's, that's imperative. There's, uh, um, you know, there's a, a, a Colorado, there's a law that's, you know, federal law and, and state law that mandates that, uh, that, you know, any student residing in your district that is on the spectrum or does have developmental disorders, um, that they have to be educated. Um, and the question is, to what level is right. the district addressing that? Right. And um, then the so IEP. And, exactly. and, and it, you know, it is it is definitely so exactly. complex. I get asked all the time because I'm a mom of a daughter on the spectrum. But I'm going to throw the question out to you. Autism numbers, what are they today? Well, okay. So the most recent numbers from the CDC are one out of 59 children um, are, are diagnosed um, with autism. Now, that here's the, the kicker to that. That figure is about four years old already when it's released. Yes. So the estimate now is one in 45. That's already a year and a half old. So we're getting ready to look at the new estimate, which they're they're, they're saying, I've heard different figures, but one in 36, one in 37. Okay, this is a huge jump. It is. From when I was a kid and the numbers were one in 10,000. Well, here's the thing, and I get this question a lot. People say, well, why are the rates climbing so much? And it's not necessarily the rates the more kids are, are, are getting autism or are coming down with autism. It's not like a disease in that sense. Um, the diagnosis of the kids with autism is just that we're understanding it better now. Um, yes, we, we, we believe there is possibly an, an environmental situation or something that is uh, increasing the numbers of kids with autism. That probably does play a role. Absolutely. Um, and we think it's probably a blend of the two together. Yeah. But we know that certainly we're, we're, one thing I want to point out about uh, autism that fascinated me when I first started uh, getting into this field is that um, I always say it's the late the late arriver to the game, um, the late player to the game. Of the other developmental disorders uh, that we're all very familiar with, mm-hmm. autism is the uh, fastest growing, yet the least underfunded, um, the least understood. And part of the reason for that is because as recently as 20, 25 years ago, we still barely understood what autism was. Um, right after the movie Rain Man came out, which was a great movie, but not all that accurate of a depiction. Right. Of, that was of, a very small percentage yeah, exactly. very, of very the small. autistic community. It was more savant than it yes, was a, some yes. of autism. But, but again, Dustin Hoffman, great role. Um, but uh, we we started realizing there was this other Disorder. We didn't know what it was up until the late 80s, early 90s. It was still, in many cases, diagnosed as childhood schizophrenia, oh. which is frightening. Yeah. Um, and so then we we began to take it seriously enough to realize it, it was deserving of its own classification, its own disorder. Um, but that took another eight to ten years for us to get funding for research and treatment mm-hmm. to understand it even more than we already were. That brings us about about to, to the turn of the century, um, and that's about when Firefly was formed. We formed in 2003, but between 2000 and 2005 is when you started seeing treatment centers popping up across. Yep. The country, yep. and so that's when it began uh, being understood a little bit better. So, from one perspective, we have come leaps and bounds in the last fifteen mm-hmm. years from where we were. From another, we're barely scratching the surface, and we've got a long way to go. We absolutely yeah. do. And I, it was funny. I was talking to uh, a doctor friend of mine, and you know, there's a lot of controversy with there autism. Uh, so in the medical. Careful, careful you know, and, I, I, and you, I, I get a lot of hate mail sometimes when I just kind of go off the cuff and say how I feel about some of these things. Yeah. But one of the things I thought the doctor said that was just so fascinating is she said, "Look, she goes." Yes, we're seeing a huge jump. And some people are saying we're diagnosing it better. She goes, but I'm not that much better. 
No. She said, so So there is something going on. Yeah, and she there, said it's there a, has to be. Yeah, there when, has when, to be something going on. When you look at those on. kinds of numbers yeah. that, that are, uh, that are you know, increasing from one in, I mean, four years ago, that was a four-year-old figure, it was one in 68. Right. Then one in 59, now one in 45, now we're looking at one in 37. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that is, that is far beyond the scope of just a misunderstanding. Yeah, it is. Of, and of, and of I think that was my point too. Yeah. And that other countries have it, but not at the rate we do. Right. So let's take a look at that too. What makes us different? And, and there's so many different theories about yeah. that. And, and until we, we take that seriously enough right. to do the necessary research on that issue, um, so we can get the answers that we need and so many parents are clamoring for right. and that they deserve those answers. Absolutely. I see it every day, the parents, parents such as yourself, that, that are asking the questions that any parent of a child on the spectrum needs to know and has the right to know. And then there aren't the answers out there. Right. And I know as a parent over 10 years ago trying to get a diagnosis, that was like pulling teeth. And yeah. it is still difficult to get that diagnosis today. And there's a medical diagnosis. There's a school diagnosis, an educational diagnosis. Yep. And you need them. That's you one need of the them things. The that, services. That's one of the things that we are um, we are looking at in the next six months is becoming a diagnosing facility as well. Perfect. So we're at, we're on the road to that. Just so parents have that that aspect within the realm of treatment in a, basically a one stop shopping. So everything is all under one roof, and you and you don't have to travel fifty miles or sixty miles to go outside of your your normal realm that you're comfortable with just to find you know the different resources that you need for one aspect of this disorder. Well, and the frustrating thing for me was that no one was really willing to make that diagnosis. And when I was talking to a different doctor friend of mine, she said, it's scary. It is scary. She said, it's scary for us to make that diagnosis because the implications are huge. And one of my favorite doctors in Minnesota said, I don't know what's going on with your daughter, but something's not right. And we're going to get to the bottom of it. It breaks my heart, you know, and I I see it every day. The parents that, that I've talked to, but I'll tell you one of the greatest stories that helped put it in perspective for me was um, shortly after I started at Firefly about three, three, three years ago, one of the parents um, that uh, I'd been talking to, I just said, how do you do it? Mm-hmm. Um, and she drives a very long distance every day to and from Firefly. And I said, how do you do it? And she said, what do you mean? I said, just, I mean, you have four other kids that are teenagers that you're raising. Right. You have a, a son who's a teenager on the spectrum that's, that's here at Firefly every day. How do you do it? And she just so matter of factly smiled and she said, these are the cards I've been dealt. Yep. These are my kids. Right. And I love that answer because it just says that as a parent, we're going to do whatever we can. So if the parents are doing whatever they can, right. we have the obligation to do whatever we can. Amen. I so agree. Hey, let's move on to a big benefit you've got yeah. coming up for Firefly Autism. Laugh Yourself Blue. It's going to be Denver's premier comedy gala on Thursday, April 11th at the Seawall Grand Ballroom in the Denver Center for Performing Arts. Tell me about that. This is a great event. Um, this is now in its eighth year. Uh, we use comedy as a way to... Uh, uh, present a lighthearted conversation about autism, but the whole evening is it's entertainment um, of a grand level. We have two comics. We have uh, Adam Keaton Holland, who is a Denver native. Um, he's back in town for our gala. We also have Michael McCreary, who is known as the Aspie comic. He is actually has Asperger's um, and uses that as part of his gig, Love part it. of his comedic routine, and it, the result is absolute hilarity. Uh, our MCs for the night are uh, Tori Shulman and uh, Al Jackson from Daily Blast Live, the hot new uh, daytime talk show. Um, and then we've got uh, compelling stories. We have a world premiere video, uh, short subject documentary that we'll be premiering that night. Uh, a couple surprises. Um, it is just a fantastic evening. Uh, you can go to www.laughyourselfblue.com, find out all the information you want, and tickets are, are still available. Not a lot. They're going fast, but they're still available. We'd love to have the general public come on out and enjoy uh, a wonderful evening of entertainment, of enlightenment, of awareness, and uh, you're going to have a great time.
And also raise some money for Firefly. That's the ultimate goal. That's the ultimate goal is raising some money for Firefly. All right. And for folks who want to make an extra donation, who are hearing about this organization for the first time, maybe they need help. Maybe they want to make a donation. Maybe both. How can they get a hold of you? We just launched a brand new website last week, as a matter of fact. So we are are prepared for this. Fireflyautism.org. Um, and uh, that has all the information you need as far as if you want to help us out, uh, donation, cash donations, volunteering, uh, getting involved for corporate sponsorships. But parents, they're looking for help, looking for assistance, looking for answers. Go to fireflyautism.org. We'll help you out. All right. Well, thank you so much, David Sevek, Vice President of Marketing and Development for Firefly Autism. Thank you for being Melissa, here. Melissa, thank you so much. I feel like we could talk like another whole oh, hour I <laughs> <laughs> I'm Melissa Moore. It is Mile High Magazine. Thank you for spending this Sunday morning with us.